Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. From the Xfinity Studios at WVON, it's America's Heroes Group, hosted by Cliff Kelly, with co-host Dr. Damon Arnold and National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. This time we have a roundtable, our partner. We are globally connected with Kaiser Health News. That's KFF Health News. Today is Saturday, September 16, 2023. September is National Suicide Prevention and Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm Sean Claiborne, the host, I'm a co-host, I'm sorry. Our host is Cliff Kelly. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scotch Honor Productions. And we have Arthur Allen with us today as a panelist. He's a KFF Health News senior correspondent and writes about the FDA and pharmaceutical industry as well as COVID-related topics, Arthur has been a freelance writer for the New York Times, Washington Post, the Smithsonian, and the Associated Press. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So there's some things we have to we're going to talk about as far as a new COVID vaccine has come out. So up until now, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if I, if I got the, the timing wrong or if something is inaccurate, what I'm talking about. But up until now, we've, we've had initially in the in 2020, we had the initial. Um, vaccines by Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. Then in 2021, we had the first booster. That was around mm-hmm. the fall. In 2022, around the fall again, we had a second booster, and that, right. which was a, the third dose, basically, of, of the vaccine. And then this year, in 2023, right. we have a fourth round of, of, of the vaccine. Um, to, uh, right. What's the difference about this new vaccine and this fourth round? Well, as everybody knows, uh, or if they're you know playing the slightest bit of attention, unfortunately, this virus has mutated like crazy, you know, and continues to do so. Um, there were periods earlier in the pandemic, on the first year or two, where the mutations were really huge, and um, they led to you know bad new outbreaks of disease, deaths, and so on. Um, now things have calm down a little bit, but the virus is still mutating. And so the um, scientists and the drug companies are, you know, trying to keep up with the mutations. And every time they release a new vaccine, uh, they basically match it to whatever they think the mutations are going to be that are circulating when it's rolled out. And so in this case, they have a pretty good match. Um, The vaccine that just started rolling out this week um contains you know one particular mutation and like 90 percent of the viruses that are going around now are are related to that one closely enough that it it should have some impact you know positive impact 
And one thing I learned from reading your article is that, and kind of got exposure to, is the fact it seems like there's different. It's not like there's one variant because we usually hear about one major variant, like it's the Omicron variant or this the the yeah. or the uh, whatever the the other one was the Kraken variant that came out you know last year. The Delta, year. the yeah. Alpha, the, yeah. So was this like the one? But it's really many many different variants, and there's different. The, so the vaccine, you know, it all depends on the cases that are out there. Like one one variant might only uh, affect maybe five percent of the population or five percent of the cases. The other one might be twenty percent. Another one might be fifteen percent. So it's really a, yeah. a combination of many different variants that these vaccines are trying to address. Um, so why does the CDC um, uh, recommend this? Well, first, before I get to that question, before I get to that question, mm-hmm. so the first round we had about how, what, how many people in the first round would you say uh, from your research, if you have this information, um, got the original dosage? How much? What percentage of the country in, in say twenty twenty? And, and maybe early 2021 actually got their first initial vaccines. So you did touch on this a little well, bit. Well, yeah, you know, when it first came out, as, as you recall, everybody, there was a, you know, there wasn't enough for everybody to go around. Mm-hmm. And so people were, you know, I, I remember, I think the first vaccine came out in December. I didn't get mine till April because mm-hmm. we were all waiting. Um, I, I think eventually the number, and I'm, you know, I, I should have that right at the tip of my tongue. I, I think it was 70, 80 percent. Wow. Um, uh, although not so much for kids. So by the time it rolled out for kids, it was lower and for young, younger adults, too. But I think for adults, it was certainly I'm, I'm going to say it was over 70 percent. Mm-hmm. And then the second round, wrote, maybe, yeah. maybe even higher, maybe. No, the second round was lower. So yeah. the second round, um, the, the first uh, second round, you know, the second round that came out in the fall of 2021, about 50% got vaccinated with that one, 50% of adults. Hmm. And then the third one, the bivalent, which came out in the fall of 2022, uh, that only 17% of Americans got it, something like 45% of people over 65 hmm. who are, you know, the people who really should be getting this vaccine. And I'm, and I'm assuming they maybe got it because they went to they're going to their doctor more frequently, and the doctors is recommending, and they're getting the flu shot and getting the vaccine because you know, right? You know, it's just, it's just they're getting more access to health care. Right, right. And I think you know, people are are aware that you know, if you're older, I mean, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I believe that 80 percent of the deaths have been in older people. Mm-hmm. So there are some other vulnerable groups too. Um, you know, people with chronic illness uh, and immune suppression because they have cancer or other diseases. But, you know, a lot of the deaths are older people. So that leads me to this question. So the, the numbers were falling and, and 17 percent seems dramatic from, you know, the yeah. first time. So it seems like people yeah. are just not, you know, participating at the same level. Um, so why does mm-hmm. the CDC recommend this? And then but also how does the CDC recommend um, yeah. this, this vaccine? <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, there are definitely scientists out there who I've spoke to who said we should just recommend this for the vulnerable groups because, I mean, the uptake is so low anyway. And and to be frank, like if you're a, a healthy 35-year-old or 20-year-old or even 10-year-old, um, the chances that you're going to get gravely ill or die from COVID are really low, especially now that so many people have gotten at least one vaccine, and most of us have also been ill with the disease. Mm-hmm. And it, that gives you protection also, you know, assuming that you don't have a bad experience, a really bad experience. But so the, the but is if if the if they didn't make the recommendation for everybody, 
then people who feel for one reason or another that they want the vaccine, either because they're in one of these vulnerable groups or they have a, let's say they have a grandparent who's very ill, who they take care of or visit a lot, um, and, and they don't want to get sick. So this is a chance to get where everybody, when you make a, rec- when, they, when the CDC issues a recommendation of the type that they issued uh, last week, um, which is a universal recommendation, that means that uh, insurance companies have to pay for it. And this other program goes into effect where people who don't have insurance can get it for free. If you had a limited recommendation, all that stuff gets more complicated. So if you're a person who isn't, doesn't fall into the category of recommended people, you might have trouble getting it. Fact is, they recommended it. I personally think that the vaccine is very safe, and there's only small groups of people who who would like be hesitant for safety reasons. And um, you know, so I, I think it's worth getting. But nobody's there aren't going to be any mandates. You know that that was you're talking two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. So if you don't want to get it, you don't have to get it. Mm-hmm. And so, but what? But by broadly recommending it. They're letting anybody who does want it get it. Mm-hmm. And personally, my view is that for most people, it's the right decision. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and that was kind of confusing me a little bit because that I think that's part of the controversy around um, this, this still out there. It's not quite dissipated because you still have those hard, uh, right. uh, uh, fast people that believe that it's some kind of uh, the people die from the vaccine or the people right. um, catch COVID from the vaccine, things like that. Um, and people that swear by that they've lost friends to the vaccine, even though the, those people died of COVID. Um, but much right. like the flu, right. the, co- the COVID vaccine does not guarantee non-infection. And even if you right. get the, vac- the vaccine, you might still get sick. But then also maybe if you don't get sick, you can still pass it on to other people. I think maybe perhaps that was what I think turned a lot of people off because they were under the impression that if I got yes. the vaccine, I'm bulletproof. I can right. do whatever I want to do and I'm never going to infect right. anybody else around me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you're totally spot on on that. And it's and I think that, you know, that initial confusion about it, which, um, you know, partly you can attribute to bad communication from the scientists to the government. Partly you can attribute to the fact that nobody really knew how well this vaccine was going to work. And so there was kind of a lot of optimism about it. And and so, yeah, people felt a lot of people felt kind of like cheesed off. I mean, either. Uh, that it was a ripoff by the drug companies or, you know, why bother getting it? I think and, and, and I think, you know, in any given case, you know, I can I could get vaccinated next week and then a month later get infected. It's possible. Right. I mean, the, the chances are that I will be protected at least for a few months from getting infected. So it's all like a it's a percentages thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the, the percentages of being hurt by the vaccine are tiny. And and the percentages of getting some protection of it are pretty good, at least for a few months. So we're looking at the fall season, getting into like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah or whatever, where people are traveling, seeing maybe elderly relatives, etc. It seems like a low risk thing to do, even though, yeah, there are no guarantees about it. And And I think the communicators on this, whether it's journalists or the government or scientists, need to be totally straight about that. Mm-hmm. And then also you kind of touched on this a little bit, in this, in your, and even in the last uh, piece of information you gave us, there is a difference between getting infected and getting sick. 
Because there was two yeah, things that are I, not one and the same. You can be infected and go around and infect other people and never get sick. Can you talk about that a little that's bit? That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's true. This, this uh, virus... Um, sorry, no uh, this virus is um, is very strange in that you know it um, it's not the only one like this, but it's kind of unusual that in that you can get you can be asymptomatic and carrying it and it's spreading it, you know, like uh, typhoid Mary and mm. <laughs> back in the day. Um, but it's it's um, and so yeah, that's also possible. Um, it's just that I think it's less likely that if you're um, so that that if you are um, infected to a degree that you're not transmitting, that you're not ill, it's also likely you won't be as good a transmitter of the disease. For one thing, you have no symptoms. You're not going to be coughing. Mm. You're not going to be sneezing. Um, so, so those are two really good ways of spreading viruses. Mm. Um, yeah. No, no, no. What's, what was it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What was what was the biggest thing that you that you uh, most profound thing I should say that you learned from writing this particular article? Well, I mean, it's it's surprising to me to talk to there. Are, there are definitely you know vaccine experts out there who who felt somewhat uh, you know didn't want to just give a, a blank check and say everybody should get this, but. Um, but still, you know, voted like on this panel, voted in favor of universal recommendation for the reasons I explained that it just so that anybody who wants it, you know, can get it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of I, I find it sort of uh, I, I was a little surprised, though, that, you know, basically, even at this point in time where there's so much distrust of the government, there's so much polarization you know this panel of scientists who are independent scientists they just came through and said what they thought was the right decision even knowing that half of the population out there i guess is just going to ignore them or say that they're all you know liars or you know in the pocket of the drug industry um so i think that's kind of brave to just you know, come out and say what you think is right and, and that you think is the best move to protect population. And, um, you know, I, I guess as somebody who's written about vaccines for more than 20 years, um, I think that the vaccine makers and the people who study vaccines and give expert opinions about them are, are a fairly reliable group. Now, in your research, did you come across um, some information about what are the doctors saying that how long you should wait if you've already been sick or if you've already just had a vaccine? Yeah, they're saying two months, uh, uh, you know, after being ill is probably good. And, and definitely after getting vaccinated, you wouldn't want to get one uh, more than, you know, less than two months afterwards. Um, so so those are those are basic things. I mean, personally, I, I got sick last year, last spring. I was in no hurry to get another one, um, and I even was on the fence about this one. But then I thought, it, it can't hurt. Nobody else is going to get I'm not taking it away from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to hurt, and maybe I'll get a few few more months, you mm-hmm. know, of protection, and maybe I'll get sick again next year, you know. But mm-hmm. at least um, for the period where I've been vaccinated, I won't be 
getting sick or giving it to somebody else, probably. Or possibly, hopefully. I got sick last this actually yeah, was it this right. year? Last year I got sick, same thing. I got the vaccine, got sick. I didn't get the third right. shot yet, right before I got the, I was getting ready to get the third shots when I got sick, but it wasn't as bad yeah. as I expected it to be. Um and right. I, that could have been because of the vaccine, you know. Yeah. But I'm in, the, I'm in that yeah. high risk category, so you know, I figured, you know, listen to better, you know, be safe than sorry. Um, I have right, lost a right. lot of friends to COVID. I lost uh, mm-hmm, 2020 mm-hmm. was a rough year for me. I mean, I, 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 it was just a lot of people that I mm-hmm. knew that I had no clue that they had, they were susceptible to something like this, just were there one day right. and two weeks later they were gone. Right, right. No, I mean, those bad old days, we definitely don't want that coming back. And it's still, I mean, there are people still dying. I mean, they're not as visible. It's not like the hospitals are overrun with people, but, and most of them are elderly people who, are the kind of people, I mean, the sort of groups of people who often, like, will die of flu or RSV, you know, some infectious diseases like the the thing that, that kind of finishes them all. I mean, if they're ill, very chronically ill and so on. But even so, you know, I mean, that could be a tragedy. Um, and, and then the ones, the deaths of younger people are, are even worse. Mm. So, you know. So, but yeah, I think we all feel. I do feel like, like what you're saying, you know, that we all feel a little bit sort of. There was that initial excitement about the vaccine for most of the country, you know, at the end of 2020, and then you know it just didn't quite pan out the way we wanted. But I guess you know, uh, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, or whatever mm-hmm. is a, is applicable here. Um, that it's probably worth it, worth getting it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I want to mention to our audience is that you know we don't we don't don't give um, medical advice on this show. So if you right. have, or if you're considering sure. taking this vaccine, our audience listening, or people right. watching on YouTube and on Facebook, um, WVON audience in Chicago here, um, talk to your doctor who knows your body the best. We do not give medical advice. Don't get a vaccine because I said do it, or don't get a vaccine, or not get a vaccine because I said do it or not do it, or anybody on radio, or because I said it, <laughs> or anybody said it. You know, on because right. the, the sad part about it is, is that um, why do you think this on that on that for that reason? Why do you think there's so much misinformation out there? Uh, what are some of the root causes? As someone who's actually done the research and actually looked at the facts and looked at both, the, mm-hmm. you know, all the things you can possibly do, and you've doing this, been doing this for the last twenty years, why are some of this mm-hmm. mis? How is so much misinformation going on about the vaccine? Well, I mean, first because there, are, I mean, I think it's there's a number of reasons. Um, one, like vaccines are just kind of a scary idea because you're you're healthy uh, when you get them, and it's like getting any kind of procedure, medical procedure, I think, um, you know, has a certain amount of risk and, and seems a little risky, uh, and especially if you're not ill. I mean, if you, people who have cancer will be undergo the most horrible treatment, right? Chemo, um, you know, be nauseous or have their hair fall out, but they, they're doing it because they're sick. So with vaccines, you're not sick. You're being told this is going to prevent you from getting sick, probably, you know, a certain percentage of effectiveness. So that right there is a little hard. I think it's hard for anybody just as a human to, to sort of totally accept. And then, you know, there there were some side effects from this vaccine. The, the first series of shots, younger people in the age group of like teenagers to 30, about one in 50,000 had this myocarditis reaction where the heart, you know, uh, inflammation of, of heart tissues and 
apparently almost all of those cases, you know, resolved without any, you know, long-term effects. But still, it's very frightening. A lot of people are hospitalized with that. So that's really scary. And one in 50,000 is not very many. But it's if it happens to you, if it happens to your kid, that is, that's totally real. Um, and then there were some other, you know, things that were rare with some of the other vaccines that happened. People had allergic reactions to some of these vaccines. Um pretty rare also but that happened and then there are a few things like that happen after you were vaccinated that probably have nothing to do with the vaccine but they maybe happened within a week or two after and then there are really a lot of people out there who are using this for political reasons i think to sort of teaming up the vaccine skepticism with skepticism of of the government in general um and there are people who make money off of saying vaccines don't work use this vitamin instead use this i mean seriously that you <laughs> can't true. underestimate that we got it so, we got to end it there so that was good information i appreciate you arthur allen wrote written an article with kff news the news article why the, the cdc has recommended the new covid covid booster for all thanks for your time have got to be back thank you look forward to your next thank article thank you so much this is america's heroes group we'll be right back Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.